What's up, Dirty Cones? What's up, Dirty Cones? How's it going? Oh, hello. There's there's another voice that's about to echo. What's up, Dirty Cones? Hmm, mystery hmm. guest. Whose voice is that? No, I hear a lot of disdain for cones in that voice. It did sound rather angered. He, you know, I, like he, he used to blame the cones for... Because I would go spend more time with the cones and him. Uh-huh. Like, on your leg? Like, Dad, why do you have to leave us all the time for these young cones, right? So, so then I would take them with me. How'd that go? It went great. The, the boys knew how to do underwaters, and they were good uh, harassers. They knew uh-huh. uh, mild, moderate, and full harassment. I can say that I've probably heard at least ten stories from grown-ass men who still remember what the boys used to do to them in the pool. We used to have some good times. It's hilarious. It was beautiful. What a childhood. They got to play with cones. Oh my god. They were babysat by cones. Running around all the time. just. You want to talk about crazy? Feral children running all over base. The the first time it happened that they were watching it was at ETD. And I came back and he's a PJ now. Yeah. And he was like, they were throwing darts at each other. <laughs> oh my god. And I'm like, did they they're like, no, they didn't hit each other. I'm like, okay. It's cool. <laughs> like they were scared. They told me everything because they were totally like, like, he's gonna kill us. I'm like, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> That'd I mean be terrifying. Because think about the safest place for your child. Oh sure. With a bunch of cones. Oh my gosh, yes. And so then I would have the cones teach them. How to play soccer, nice. how to play guitar, nice. how to, you know, we yeah. trade. That's awesome. I'd help them on the weekends and they would teach my kids something. Pretty good trade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, I mean, that's basically the, the continuation of what we're doing now. The Cone Danny service. Nanny Cone, the Cone Company of Nannies. Well, it's, it's like when I met Hannah, you know, I was in the safest place in the world. Yes, you were. Just be surrounded by a bunch of other people with PTSD. You're pretty safe. And then let them do whatever they're going to do. Which is exactly what you did. And you can go to sleep. You take a nice nap. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Fort Knox. It is like Fort Knox. <laughs> yeah. But so we uh, we want to discuss today the importance of the bros hymn. The bros hymn. By Pennywise. Mm-hmm. The greatest song on the planet. It's a pretty good jam. It's 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 everything. And the the line, mm-hmm. if you die, I die. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. If that's not pararescue, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I lo- oh, I love that song from when I heard it, like as a young punk, mm-hmm. and was just that is a good, because it was all about surfing with the bros and mm-hmm. you know living and surfing and just being happy. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, that song surmise at all. I think the brotherhood gets a little bit ignored in our culture. You know, sisterhood gets a lot of glamour. Like, the importance of, like, the brotherhood is young men through adults. I don't think it's... The like, importance of all hoods matter. Well, all hoods do matter. What do you mean? I feel like brotherhood is pretty up there. Um, what do you mean? Like, the, the, it's more talked about? Yeah. I feel like Brotherhood's more of like a Fight Club type thing than... Oh, well, it should be a Fight Club okay. thing. The first rule of Fight Club, we don't talk about Fight Club. Okay. Boy, so it's part of the plan, then? Probably. I, sh- I shouldn't worry about it. No. As a female. You've already asked <laughs> you the questions. <laughs> oh, have I uh, 
You've been gone through my allotted time. Yeah. It's typically Put what it in quarter. <laughs> You're so precious. You're so precious. I love you. I think the I like the life is the most precious thing you could lose. But I think it's about how you're always gonna have people like in life and death. I feel like, well he talks about how like for the, this song is for the people that have already passed and the people that are currently with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's more about like I don't know, I feel like it could be a Viking song. Right? It, it could be a lot of song type thing. Yeah, I would raid and pillage listen mm-hmm. to that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's motivating. An anthem. Yeah, mm-hmm. the bros team. Mm-hmm. The bros team. Yeah, I get it. I mean, as a young punk or surfer mm-hmm. or a cone, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's just... It's very relevant. It's, it's everything. And it's got such a good bass. It does. I mean, if... if it, I don't know. To me, it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. That's a good bass line. I bet you could play that in about five seconds, couldn't you? It's... it's I mean, it's a simple bass. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm just going off of... I can't play that off of ear. I would have to search up the tab. Oh, okay, you're reading music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see if Jordan was here, Jordan could probably mm-hmm. sum it up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll find you the sheet music that way you can play it. Some better music sure next week. Up. It's on the internet. Yeah, actually, it's in that book that I made. Okay. That was like one of the first songs I learned. Oh, really? And downloaded. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of time sitting in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta make good use. That's a thick book of music too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other songs would you say amount to bro him? Mm, good or question. Even are similar in the way of like lyrical. Well, so I also before you got in, I played uh, "There's Power in a Union" mm-hmm. by Billy Bragg. Mm-hmm. Do you know that song? I've never listened to that song. It is a great song. So Billy Bragg is a punk from England uh, slash militant folk singer. And he would get up with his guitar and just jam out. And he's got a song called There's Power in Union. And it talks... Well, it's basically like a union... um, Jimmy Hoffa type of... Well, not... Illegal, but yeah. the the idea the of a union, union. The workers union, workers union. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was trying to figure out how to say it because the because the line is workers, you know, mm-hmm. united. Yeah. And uh, the land and the sea are one. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about it's it's everything. Mm-hmm. You know, the people. It, it's it, the uh, the motto of Hawaii is um, oh, it's about the beautiful land being. Uh, in perpetuity because of the beautiness of the people mm-hmm. and you know and the two are one and they yeah, yeah. you know and I totally destroyed that but the the thing is the same as you mm-hmm. know so really important song came out in 79 mm-hmm. um just that you know yeah and so that's a good song for that mm-hmm. um I like uh, what else? What else did I play for you? Uh, we went to Stand By Me. Oh, Stand By Me by Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, one of the greatest versions Interpretation, love ever. It. Yeah, that was really good. It starts off very slow. Yeah, it's like two songs in one. Like, uh, like Tina Turner mm-hmm. in Proud, Proud Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. Start off slow, mm-hmm. but we're gonna end rough. rough. <laughs> nice hard ass. So, that's a good, uh, good one. Yeah. 
Uh, what about you, Christopher? What do you think are songs that are what we're talking about? Hmm. I was thinking, like, The Interrupters, that one song. Oh, yeah, Family? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was also thinking of Rancid. Um, Fall Back Down. We'll fall back down. Yes, what Rance has actually got more than like eight songs that either have the word union or about brotherhood or about if you die, I die. That's the way it is mentality. Uh, so I love Rancid for for those kind of songs. Uh, the Dropkick Murphys, uh, the gang's all here. That's a good song about brothers. The gang's all here. The gang's all here. Um. What else? Mm. Oh, Stand By Me, uh, by the time like Social Club. Oh, okay. Or now known as Club Nouveau. Oh. Uh, because that's such a great version. Mm-hmm. Right? You guys used to, we used to always sing when that came on. Mm-hmm. No? What? <laughs> well, you can't admit to singing that song? I don't remember that song. Nouveau? Club. Club. Oh, Jam yeah. On It? No. Well, in that t- same time frame, but uh, Stand By Me, the one that's... Dum, dum, oh, dum, yeah, dum, okay, yeah, like the original Stand By Me? Well, the original was um, Bill Withers, but... Uh, no, I remember that song. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Jam on it. Yeah, no, that's a good song, but... I love those. But I don't think it really has anything to do... Except for it is part of a Jody where um, you talked about Superman came to town. Oh, really? Yeah. It's pretty cool. What else? I want to say, like, Blitzkrieg Bop. Uh, I don't know if that's it. That's more about, like, just... Well, the Blitzkrieg Bop is about dropping bombs and working together, so I could I could definitely see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's got a really good... Chant. Chant, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of bro songs. You... <laughs> well, we almost I don't t- think I could rattle off a lot of sister songs. I can come up with a couple. Um, there's a there's a band called the Trishas out of Austin. Uh-huh. I can't think of the song at the moment, but I can put it down below. And they've got a song about sisterhood okay. that uh, I really enjoy. Okay. Um, I think I think maybe the sisters usually go with poetry and don't turn it into song. Mm-hmm. Whereas as men we must proclaim it, mm-hmm. so we have to be a little bit louder. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. But I'm sure that there probably are a lot of songs about sisterhood. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about just songs in general about mm-hmm. peoplehood. Yeah. You know, just unite. Like, uh, This Land is Your Land mm-hmm. by Woody Guthrie. Very old song. Mm-hmm. But if if we all listen to it and really believe that this land was made for you and me. Wow. You know. Yeah. Um, Bob Dylan's got a couple of very uniting songs. Mm-hmm. Capture. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher, you were saying. I did not say anything. No, you said something when I started, but no, I couldn't I, stop because I was what? on a roll. No, I didn't. Yeah. A hundred. I I could name a song, but I don't know. Okay. I I've been thinking. All right, we'll think. What do you think? I don't know. I. Mm, <laughs> Karen Walsh by the Chiefs. It talks about how this like this woman was like had like a a system for like making money 
and then discarded by the police, and they were not happy about that, <laughs> so they made a song about it. Really? Yep. I like the Chiefs. I don't I, listen to them lately. I've never heard the song. Mm-hmm. New song? Uh, they're like 1984. Oh. 80s the LA Chiefs? punk. Yeah. How'd you find them? I just searched up all bands. Wow. The Chiefs. I've been listening to Operation Ivy. Mm-hmm. Operation Ivy's like ska ish. Yeah. And I've been listening cool. to the Dead Milkmen, which are like more relaxed punk. And I'm trying to get into Joy Division. That's sort of rough. But, um. <laughs> Love. Yeah, he's Love different. Love will tear us apart. <laughs> so, okay. okay. Oh, you're just horrible. It's well, different. you know who. Alright, so who was in Operation Ivy? Um. I have no clue. Most of Rancid. Most of Rancid? Yes. So, yeah, they're very upbeat, like, ska type band. But I I I, prefer, I like ska, I like punk. Ska is awesome. Yeah, it's, I feel like it's like more upbeat. Ska is the greatest music ever, and if you were to ask the rhythm of my heart, ska music, ska surf music. Because Fishbone. That's true. Oh, Fishbone. Party at Ground Zero. That's a great song. I love Fishbone. Yeah. The album name too. Give a monkey a brain, and you swear he's the center of the universe. <laughs> uh, That's so funny. There's some. Re- I gotta meet him in Vegas. It, it was on accident. I didn't even know they were... We went to this club that was, you know, supposed to be, like, the new place to go. Mm-hmm. And, um... Which... It was a beautiful club. Like, it was satin, everything. But the dude brought music that, like, strange people would like. And not what oh. Vegas was, you yeah, know, was yeah. Tiesto-type ice bar yeah. stuff. Yeah. And so he's got Fishbone is a headliner, but opening up is Authority Zero. Uh-huh. And Authority Zero is the only good thing to ever come out of Arizona. Oh, wow. um, love them. Wow. Really good band. Uh-huh. Um, and I Am Zero. Uh-huh. And like, I mean, just good band. And they were opening up for Rancid. Uh-huh. Or, no, sorry, for. Um, I saw Rancid there, too. They were opening up for um, Fishbone. Okay. And it was amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, it was really good. And I got to meet and talk to him for a little bit and give him a hug. Oh, cool. I was like, you were the music of my youth. Uh, but I was, I was still only like 30, so it's still not that old. But, that old yeah. but I was like, oh, that was a good time. And it was like 20 bucks. What? Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah, well, uh, I was listening to the, the whole Titus uh, Greg Proops episode, and they were talking about you know when tickets were seventeen seventy five, yeah. plus like eighty cents surcharge yeah. or something. Yeah. And I remember like twenty twenty five thirties, you know, because we were we were contemplating going to see Rage, but at two to three hundred, I was like, mm, you know, too much. Don't milk the reunion. What? They shouldn't milk the reunion. Well, but th- what happens is the, the scalpers, scalpers buy bottom. Up, and then they jack up the prices. The scalpers? Yeah. Like these, scalpers. like, ticket companies, you oh. know, they go buy everything up, and they resell them, and so it really? inflates everything. Yeah. Yes. Yep. It's a problem. Yeah, it's very rare that anyone gets real tickets mm-hmm. because, I mean, they're real tickets, but they've been sold. You're, like, already paying twice, three times. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yep, so no rage for us. But. Probably a cool concert. Who's opening? Uh, some band I've never heard of, but that doesn't mean that they're not good. 
I like the Prophets of Rage concert. That was fun. That was a good time. The AWOL Nation. That was yeah. cool. Oh, I AWOL love AWOL Nation. Nation. Live was pretty dope. Ooh. Um, that song's a really good sale. Sale? I don't know if it's about the Brotherhood, but it's definitely about human sacrifice. Sale. And it's very... Mo- well, the first time I ever saw that song was with... Uh, oh, what was that guy's name? Um, that did the... The wind suit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah the dude, the squirrel suit? Yeah. He jumped off? And he did... That's it the was a crack. Well, I mean, it's like... <coughs> mm, like about when it first came out. Because mm-hmm. it was... Relatively new. Relatively new. And we had dudes doing that. And I never got a chance to do that because my shoulders... I'd have been done for... Because my shoulders would not have held. Uh, but it always looked really cool. Yeah. And when he's grinding, grinding the crack, mm. yeah. it's like, yeah, that's yeah. what I want to do. Was um, he who I was, I was listening? I he was, was on a couple podcasts that were because he was just like, I just live life. Yeah. And, I, and he climbed around his house and he was just constantly training. Yeah. And uh, he's a great person. Like he's a, he's like the Lance Armstrong of wingsuit flying. He's broke just about every bone in his body. Um, but I mean, if you don't dare to be great, you know, yeah. no guts, no glory. No. And I'm I'm not saying that everybody can do that, but if you got a a, a, a gifted individual, you know, and learn how to use that for the betterment of mankind. You know? So I heard this thing yesterday about like peak performers like him, mm-hmm. like him and the guy that like climbs, you know, up these the free Yeah, that their amygdala is different from the average person, and so it mutes the all the normal kind of fear responses, and that's why they're able to go do these crazy things. So what if we could Harness design that. a Bring kind it. of neuro deep neurofeedback that could change the amygdala? Wow. All right, that's a good one. I got to nerd it out. We got to write that down. How do we, we do that? Figure it out. I'm first. not sure, but all right, write that down. Possible. There's a good goal. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? It would just have to be a deep, like a very deep brain. But what if you could train the amygdala? Hmm. I mean, if it's affected by things, which it is, right? PTSD or maybe, then why couldn't we? I'm gonna have to. I have to. I'll be your space monkey. Thank you. Do you have <laughs> a, a favorite speech? Pertaining? It's like anything in history. Mm. Henry V. I like the tennis ball one. The tennis ball one is good, but the the Battle of Agincourt, St. Christmas Day, Day. Ban- we band of brothers, we have a few, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's, yeah. we would not die in that man's company who yeah. fears of, to die with us. That's why I was always like, um, I would tell the students that I'm like yeah. if he wants to quit fuck him whatever yeah you know feel sorry for him yep do they still blow the horn yeah or is that so. too much I think so okay. I like the uh, patent speech from uh, Jocko yeah that was that's pretty uh, that's well, I was it was funny it was I funny. knew that it had been edited uh-huh. in the movie but uh-huh. I didn't I didn't know he said you know I was like hey uh-huh. alright yeah you know, and, and Jocko and him were talking about sometimes you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta know yeah. your audience. You don't do it in a church. Right. <laughs> you don't do it at no. You don't you don't do it at your mother's funeral. 
you know? Malcolm X's second to last speech before he was killed. Mm-hmm. I think he was better than the last one. Because, like, um, when I was reading his biography, it talked about how, like, he came off the stage and that, that he thought that was his last speech. His second one? Yeah. Second to last? Yeah. And he thought he was going to die right after. And then he said he did the last, like, uh, they talked about how in his last speech it was, like, because his own people killed him. And it was crazy. And I don't know. I, I, I cannot, like, understand, like, it was just so turned and, like, how everyone, like, the FBI got involved. Like, letters were sent that weren't sent. And it was so crazy, and, like, they, they just killed each other because they were scared that they were going to... The main dude from the mosque was scared that the uh, Malcolm was going to send someone to kill him, so he sent people to kill him. But Malcolm wasn't violence. He had turned... In his early life, he was, but... Later. Well, everybody's early life violence. That's just what you do when you're young, and then eventually you get to an age he where learned. you practice... Yeah, you learned. When he came back from Mecca, he had yeah, learned. that was really interesting, too. But anybody that preaches peace, we kill. Yeah. Can't have that around, you kidding? I'm just saying. Peace I mean, I'm not saying that no. peace doesn't you, you have to defend yourself. Peace, oh, peace sells, but who's buying? That's a great song by Megadeth. That's a really good song yeah. for just like boom, boom. That's that's the best baseline ever. What else? Mm. Uh, I like songs that are pretty sarcastic. Like, uh, punk songs that are pretty sarcastic. Like, they'll take, like, maybe, like, a Nazi point of view and then they'll destroy all their, like, points for being racist. I think those are pretty funny. Um, are you talking about? Uh, Dead Milkman, Tiny Town... Give a for instance. Did you go to the H-E-B? Oh, Well, Tiny Town's like, um, the singer singing from the perspective of Billy Bob Joe and Jack or whatever. And he talks about how, like, they don't want anyone in their Tiny Town if you're a different color and, or if you're a punk, we'll kick your ass. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, but they'll make fun of them. And, like, I feel like people need to humor themselves to be humbled. Like Holiday in Cambodia? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's a great song. I like uh, Uber Alice. You know, I think we'll take your uncool niece. <laughs> I think that one's pretty funny. That Yo, one makes me laugh. I always love the Dead Kennedys. Jello had some some good stuff, some good spoken word. Christopher was telling me about he was listening to some Henry Rollins spoken word. Oh, nice. What'd you hear? Oh, the the book. Um, a uh, a small um, a man with a gun is a very small man using a cannon as a microphone. And in the book, he, he, he tells the guy that's robbing him that in front of his buddies, and he says, and after, he's like, we still got robbed, so I'm pretty pissed. <laughs> because the dude stole his PA system. But it talks about how, like, they don't eat, like, because they weren't making, like, they did not make money at all. Like, they made enough money to, like, get by. And it talks about how they slept in really shitty places and how most of the ride, uh, most, his favorite time was in the back of the van just staring at the wall and thinking. But he talks about how, like, they would not eat (laughs) for, like, days and, like, sleep in really shitty apartments. But he was, like, he talks about how, like, if he was anyone else, he doesn't think he could do it. Mm -hmm. So he was pretty happy that 
he had like the perseverance to do it. Yeah. And I I like Henry Rollins and like I don't know I feel like that's the amount of energy people should have doing stuff. Henry Rollins is a great American. Yes. He had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. He's my Gardo de Camino. <laughs> you know, because he was like an in- intellectual punk. Yeah. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. He, he probably was a mouth breather mm-hmm. that turned into a nose breather, mm-hmm. and that is all self-taught. Yeah. And, unfortunately, most of it's self-hatred, yeah. but but it, look how strong he is. Yeah, there's a lot of grit. So, um, but he, <laughs> just the way he talked, I mean, just everything, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or the way he does talk, I mean, the the things that he says... Everything. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the capably violent one? I am... <clears throat> a second. You, you talk for a second. For now, you want to think about your underwaters. <laughs> how you can do better. Uh, how you feel about them. How many strokes you got in there. If you have seven, more than seven, work on it. You could do better. Uh, if you don't want to be a PJ and you're just listening, think about doing something with your life. What else? Any suggestions on what that would be? Read some books. Any suggestions on what books they should be reading? Read anything by Philip K. Dick, Irene Welsh. Read, read Train Spotting. I haven't read it yet, but I want to. <laughs> Uh, How can you recommend a book you ever read? Because the movie was super good, so you know the book's really good. The book is really good. See? I read the book in Key West. Uh, I was told Fight Club's a good book. Fight Club is a great book. I've read it. It's really good. What do you think of the phrase, uh, self-improvement is masturbation? Because <laughs> I wrote down something after that. I, I want to see if I can take it off the top of my head, but... It what was like, think? if self-improvement is masturbation, and uh, if you self-improve, like, if you improve yourself, that makes you, like, in that, you become, like, peak performance of the human body, I would compare that to uh, ejaculation, and I talk about how that's, like, easily achievable. So if you have a goal to, to improve yourself, it's very easy. I wrote it down, and it sounded a lot better, so well, I would have to have my notebook. Okay, I think that's fair. You can't judge, I but I, I, I don't think about it every day. You haven't committed it all the way to memory. Well, it depends on why you're self-fixing yourself. Are you doing it for you? You or other people? Or well, no, not well, other people or other things. Like just the idea of I'm doing it because it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. We we need strong people. It's it's not it's not bad to be. A smart person, but how many people won't show how smart they are mm-hmm. because they're afraid of outshining, and so then everybody just strives to be mediocre, and cancer doesn't get cured, mm-hmm. and stupid things just keep happening. Have you heard of thin privilege? What's thin oh privilege? Oh my god, I don't know, they're just making up new stuff now. It can't be, is it for real? It's a for it real, people think news. it's a real thing. It's not a it's real like thing. It's like if you're big, you can't do certain things, and people that are thin have thin privilege. We d- if I you really think there's thin privilege, 
I like uh, my the guitarist that quit uh, in the band. He was like, he was like, I was like, are you okay with going to a gig? And he's like, no, mm -hmm. not really. I'm insecure. And I'm like, what are you insecure about? And he's like, well, look at me. I'm fat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, tell me something you're insecure about that you can't change. Because, like, other than that, like, this, that's, that's something you can fix. Okay. That's something you can do. That's something you strive for. Mm -hmm. So I think if you, like, if you just start blaming thin privilege, I feel like you're just promoting laziness and obesity. It's just, like, do do something. Rather than take someone else down because you're unhappy? Yeah. You have the potential. Everyone has potential. Everyone has kinetic energy, I know. But mm -hmm. it depends on what you're going to do with that energy. This is and either you can just keep it down and suppress it, or you can actually do something. Well, what about, <clears throat> we complain about the 1%, but if you live in America, you're already in the 1%. The just, the one percenters are above our 1%. Is that the, like, the minority or whatever? I feel like everyone's yeah, well, a minority. Everybody, nobody belongs. That's what I'm saying, but it's just like... Right, but I'm talking about, like, if if you're born in America, your chances are already better than 99% oh, of Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, but... People don't recognize that, and we fight about stupid stuff. Because ungrateful, not an intellectual. I totally messed up saying that word. In not intellectual. Yeah. Well, just like I don't know. People just there's this girl at work, and it it amazes me that she doesn't like strive for knowledge or like I, I it amazes me that people don't like reading books or don't want to read books. But culture doesn't dictate or support that. Social media mean? culture. None of that is promoting that. It's all... Well, I think... It's all Kardashians. I, I don't like dating... Or not dating sites, but like Tinder or like Bumble or whatever. Mm -hmm. I feel like that promotes like social uh, distat. Like you're not ta actually talking to people face to face. Like you don't see people going up to cute chicks in real life. Hey, no, let me see your number or whatever. But that's the new norm but, now. No, it's because everyone's... Af I feel like people are afraid. Well, I feel like because anything, like anything and everything is now harassment. Yes, everything's fear-based now. But that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. You teach people to be afraid, they'll be afraid. That's what they want. Exactly. But, like, why give it to them? Screw them. Well, that's why the people need to listen to punk music. <laughs> and, like, break the the brainwashing that says consume and... Kool-Aid. Yep. Can't drink the Kool-Aid. You can lick the Kool-Aid, but you don't drink the Kool-Aid. Can't gulp it. Don't conform. You never go 99. Or a hundred. <laughs> Never go full. Yeah. Alright. Unless you're listening to the bros him or doing underwaters. Then all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. Find your pace. Mm -hmm. Your pace? Your pace in life. Oh, your pace. Yeah. Okay. Phase? Well, find your face find too. Your face too. Okay. So you can pass phase two. <laughs> Thank you, special guest. For being a part of our podcast. Thank you. Where should we have your fan mail sent? Uh, I live with you guys. <laughs> okay. My P.O. box. <laughs> All right. We'll be waiting for the fan mail. Fan mail? Do you guys even get mail? No. No. But it yeah, sounded funny. So, okay. Well, occasionally I have gotten uh, people figure out where we live and <laughs> mailed weird. a t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. So. It could happen. Yeah. Sometimes it comes to just show up. Yeah, there's oh, you like room. Oh my god. <laughs> they just cream themselves in the, in the front door. You know, like, offer them spaghetti. We make good spaghetti. Yeah. Delicious spaghetti. 
So uh, if you're ever in the area, just stop on by. We'll have some spaghetti or something. We'll go do some underwaters. Mm-hmm. We'll make you throw up any spaghetti we fed you. <laughs> so don't eat said trick. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's what they did. Did they ever tell you about what they did to us when we first got to Kirtland? Uh-uh. So you, this is what they do to everybody. You first get to Kirtland, and they um, they take you out to eat at one of the really nice steakhouses. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my god, I'm so hungry. Because you've been on a plane all day from Yuma. Mm-hmm. You get there. They take you out for steak. Then they take you back home. Or or they take you drinking. Uh-huh. And then they take you back home. And then two of the students dressed up as instructors show up. And then destroy you. Make you run. And you're puking. And you're drinking oh, no. more. And you're like, bleh. And, oh, it's horrible. Wow. And then they're like... Welcome to Kirtland. <laughs> oh, man. That's and you're like, oh. Oof. Yeah, it was bad. That's not fun at all. But we had a great time. Oh, wow. I, I was really scared, though, because we'd eaten so much. Oh, you just thought, what a nice place I've come to. This is going to be great. So, and what's oh. funny is they still continue to do that to us in in Indoc. I think that's where it came from. Uh-huh. So we're, we're on our way to the lake. You swim the lake. Mm-hmm. If you did really good at the lake, they'd mm. stop at Rudy's. Mm. So everyone's like, oh, no. So you're eating all this uh, food, no. and then they pull up in oh, front of the pool, and, and you're like, oh. oh, my God. I, mean, I only made that mistake once where I ate. <laughs> the right? rest of it, I had Tupperware, and I would put in Tupperware. I'm like, I'm saving this for later. They're like, why are you saving that for later? You'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is smart. Never mistake mm-hmm. what the instructor is. The instructor is doing it because he is, oh. you're in a POW camp <laughs> and you are having to survive and learn oh. how to get by and not get killed <laughs> by the guards. Wow. That is what Indoc is preparing you for. Oh, man. Yeah. Or ANS. I mean, mm-hmm. it's. What can we do to you, punish you, put you in places that you're not going to be comfortable with, to start fighting with each other? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you got? Yeah. So find out now. Yeah. Sure thrive. Sure thrive. Sure thrive, that's right. So that way, yeah. Very important. All right. Well, so thank you for listening. Thank you, Cubs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.